If you don't have it in your mind that you're gonna do something that you wanna do and you're gonna set your, your, your target and say, hey, this is my goal, it never works out, right? Yeah, it's your mindset, it's your confidence in yourself, yeah, at the end of the day. So if I'm in that conversation with that customer, I'm the, 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 I'm the one, the pirate with the big, you know, steering wheel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm the one with that thing. This guy's behind me, they're in my boat. So I'm always taking control of the conversation and I'm bringing them to the close. I want you guys to win. I want these guys to succeed. Living their lives. We just living their lives. Parking plies, living their lives. We just living their life. Okay, let's start with the door-to-door. Because... -door. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because I did door to door, and I have a lot of door to door subscribers now. Really? Let's yeah. talk. Let's let's before we get into it, let's talk a little bit about like what what who is your like although your current fan base or current subscriber base may not be like this person now, but who is the person that you want to talk to? Like who would be the person that you would you you wish was connected to your content? Past version of myself. Oh. It's perfect. So when I graduated college. I did door to, so I did door to door during college in the summers, mm. and then after college I realized I don't want to get a freaking lab job, pharmacy job. I was mm. a biochem major. I was like, mm. I'll just keep doing this door to door thing year round now. Mm. I just want to make money. I don't want a nine to five. I knew that for sure. Mm -hmm. So kept doing door to door, and then during that time, came out to visit Parker. Uh, so friend of my yours. best friend in, Tha uh, in Thailand because okay. he did a semester abroad here in Thailand mm -hmm. that semester abroad that me going to visit him mm. changed both of our lives how old were you at that time 20 we were 23 oh just out of school yep and then right. we moved full-time to Thailand out here 25 <laughs> what <a jump. laughs> 25 and yeah. it's been fucking eight Nine years, I just turned 30 fucking four a couple weeks ago. I'm 34 I came too. here, yeah. I came to Thailand at 25. <laughs> what well, did you stay? What, what's, I mean, obviously there's a lot of things to make you stay, right? But like what, like why did you stay the second year? How about that? Like if you came here the first year, you were, how long were you planning to stay when you first arrived? The dream was to be oh. a digital nomad, mm -hmm. to blast off, mm -hmm. live in Thailand full time, mm -hmm. travel the world, work from your laptop. Okay. The dream was to be a digital nomad. And Got it. I signed up for the same mm. course that Trevor Fender did, your high ticket mm -hmm. dropshipping buddy, mm -hmm. dropship lifestyle. Okay, signed Anton up for Crowley. It. Anton Crowley. Yeah. Yeah, I, ha Crowley, I had him yeah. on my podcast too at uh, one time. Mm. And Anton put on a retreat in Chiang Mai, Thailand, oh. October 2014. We recently got the course. We were like, Perfect. Wow. Let's yes. fucking go to the conference and let's plan on hopefully wow. making enough from our stores at that point right. to stay indefinitely. What was the to, price point? To be a fucking digital. It was the course at that time was like five hundred. It's like oh, five thousand now. It's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. Wow. Yeah. And he must have been just getting started as well. And so went to that conference. Mm. Um, ended up making enough to stay out here and boom. Still out here nine years later. And the price has increased since then, right? I've noticed as well, especially since COVID, the price has gone up drastically here. Of I feel course. like. Yeah, yeah, right, right. That's insane, man. Dude, it's so funny that this guy, I've never met this guy, Anton Crawley. In fact, I never heard of him mm -hmm. before because I only followed Ernest. Because mm -hmm. I went to high school with Ernest, right? Oh. So Ernest followed Anton Crawley and created his own course 
and then I followed his stuff, and then I met Trevor through Ernest. Right? We met here, actually, at Affiliate World, like ah, two, three years ago. Nice. Right? So uh, Ernest spoke on stage at that event. Okay. So I met, and then Zach is cool with the, so I met all this group through them and we've been connecting and then Zach opened his store and I coached him how to do it. Then he sold it. So I, 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 get, I figured out, I, I showed him how to get it to convert because mm -hmm. he, he didn't know how to do it, right? So I showed mm -hmm. him how to do it, all those things. And then um, it's insane, man. So this guy, Anton Crowley, Crowley, how do you pronounce that? What's the right Crowley? word? Crowley. Crowley, okay. So this guy, Anton Crowley. So recently I'm doing a course, right? On high mm -hmm. ticket drop shipping and, and you know, teaching how to do it. So I'm, I'm like, researching some of his content because I'm like learning oh who is this guy he's like the big guy mm -hmm. and all I'm thinking the whole time watching this is I'm gonna eat this guy's lunch I'm like I'm watching these videos and I'm like oh my god like this is not how you do it right uh. you know like he has a certain technique I'm sure he's doing well and people are successful with his program right I'm sure because it wouldn't be around and he has a great um reputation right mm -hmm. but he's not like there are so many things that when you get to a certain level, you're doing like a million dollars, two million dollars in revenue. Like those basic programs, they just don't cut it. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like I recently just saw his content for the first time, wow. <laughs> like last week, like two weeks ago. Just recently, I saw it. Yeah, he was the guy. And so we connected through Trevor mm. Fenner, and then you're also a friend with Trevor Wright, Mile Method, mm -hmm. and said, and then he connected us because you were gonna do some some videos or some stuff or even make a course about sales yeah and then he says connect yep. with riley mm -hmm. we met over zoom a few weeks ago mm -hmm. bada bing bada boom we're overlapping you're flying out tonight yep. you're in bangkok bada bing bada boom that's how it happens in the nomad world but <laughs> you're true. a door-to-door -door guy you are <laughs> you trained and ran one of those door-to-door -door teams oh yeah how many years did you do that and what was what was the key to a successful door-to-door -door thing and then i also want to ask mm -hmm. you what would you what advice would you give to mm -hmm. current door-to-door -door guys mm. and so let's actually start with that one sure uh if there's a subscriber out there which mm. i told you i now have a lot doing door-to-door -door, <laughs> yep um mm -hmm. and let's say you're you're pretty much done with it you want to move on to the next thing okay uh what advice would you give that so person? you're saying the person's doing door-to-door -door and they're they're out there you know in the field doing sales, and then they want to get out of the field and they want to start doing their own thing. Yeah, they're burnt out, just, just uh, okay. like me. I was doing door to door mm. and I was just like done with it. Mm. And so my dream was to do, be a digital nomad, do online business shit. Right, absolutely. So, you mm -hmm. know, for the mm -hmm. other version of myself, you know, they want to escape, they want to be location independent raw. Mm. Now, what, what would you tell the biggest advice, okay, so the, the number one thing, which I think most people don't want to hear. I have some advice which is counterintuitive that a lot of people don't want to hear, but for me it was like a life-changing experience, right? So out of high school, I wasn't like a good student, right? I, I was a, I, I don't know, I had a good GPA, but I had no attendance. I skipped half of my senior year. So mm -hmm. they, they wanted to expel me, right? So. I went to, I went, yeah, that cat is awesome. So yeah. I, went, I, went to, I went to go uh, to get my diploma to go to graduation, and the guidance counselor was like, you're, you know, anyway, I ended up being able to pass the grade. But uh, the guidance counselors, they knew I wasn't going to college, right? They're like, this guy's not going to school. He wasn't interested in school, high school. There's no way he's going to be interested in college. I wasn't going to like a local community college. Mm -hmm. So they put me at Geico. So I got a job interview at Geico and a job okay. fair. So I became an insurance agent. 
So out of high school, I was 17, 18, 19, making like 30 grand a year, 25 grand a year. So I'm like living the life, right? I bought like a, um, you know Toyota Celica? Are you into cars at all? Mm -hmm. It's like a, a manual shifter, right? So I bought this car, so I'm living the life. I'm like 17 with like a sports car, right? I got my own apartment, the whole, the whole nine yards. So I'm living life and I discovered internet marketing. Yep. So I discovered, I was watching like a sales letter one day, I was or reading it rather, and I'm reading it, and then I'm like, oh, next. Oh, this story is so compelling. Next, next, next. And then it's like, okay, now we want you to buy this thing. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> this is like before, back, back in the day. It's like when YouTube was just getting started around that time. So I discovered internet marketing. I thought I'm going to be an overnight millionaire. I'm going to be an internet sensation. I'm going to quit my job at Geico, making great money for no diploma. You know, I'm licensed in all 50 states to sell insurance mm -hmm. and do service. And I quit my job and I started my own business, right? So I just went to my boss. I said, I'm done. I can't, you know, there's, there's so many issues working in the corporate environment, mm -hmm. right? So you're going in, you have like a six, three, you have a login. If you're a minute late, you're not, uh, you're not eligible for raises and bonuses. I mean, it's so wow. crazy, right? They record your calls. They give you, it's just real. It, it's, and and the, the major thing was I was at that time, uh, I guess 18, 19, and everyone is like in their 40s, 50s, and I see they're all like whales. Like they're all like really overweight people. Yeah. You know, and, and they feed you like every Friday and food parties. And I'm like, I don't want to like, this is 40 yeah. years, this is me. Oh, yeah. You I know, was there, yeah. right? And I'm like, this is, not what I, this is not what I want to do, right? Yeah. And so I go to my boss and I say, hey, I'm going to quit. And <laughs> there's a long answer to your question, but the, the, I, so I go to her and I say, hey, uh, uh, if I work here, here's my life trajectory. Like, and I'm like, okay, I can make a little more every year. But if I quit and start my own company, here's my potential. Yeah. And I drew like a straight, and she's like, all right, well, just, you know, you're a young kid, yeah. whatever, you know. <laughs> they, don't, they didn't want me to ruin my life. Okay, so the lesson I learned after, so you might think, oh, that's kind of a hero story, right? Oh, he, he you know, I was brave, I was courageous. Guess what happened next? I got evicted. My car got repossessed. <laughs> I lost all my money. <laughs> I lost everything, right? And so then I had to move back in with my parents from my two-bedroom apartment. And... Uh, and, I, and at the time, I had this mindset of like, oh, I'm going to go like rag, uh, rags to riches, yeah. right? I'm going to go, oh, this is a good thing. But looking back, I didn't need to quit my job to start my own project. And this is the major life lesson that I look back. Mm -hmm. And I, when people ask me a question like, what should I do to get started, mm -hmm. right? And for me, it's like, don't quit what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Keep doing what you're doing and cut out uh, sports games, cut out YouTube, mm -hmm. cut out anything that's not directly related to the goal that you're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. And every extra minute that you have that you're not focused on the current thing, like if you're in the field and you come back and then like you have maybe an hour every night where you could, you could watch Game of Thrones or you could watch something, but you're like, nope, I'm going to do 30 minutes on my business. I'm going you know, to do this one action step. And every day I'm going to do one thing, one thing, one thing. And then what happens is that secondary thing replaces your first thing. And that's the right process. Not, hey, I'm going to quit and then I'm going to figure it out. And then that's where everyone looks at you like, oh, you don't have, you got your friends, you can't buy nothing. It's like, can't pay for gas. You're asking your, your relatives for money. It's like this whole thing is, is not good. So my number one advice is to decide what you want to do whether it's transitioning those door-to-door -door skills online and becoming like a high-ticket closer, whether it's learning like high-ticket dropshipping and doing you know, physical goods, or whether it's something simple as, as eBay 
or, or Amazon or something even more like on the like easy to implement anything in your spare time because what happens is like you're working your day job let's say you're in the field you make a hundred bucks in a day it's a pretty good day right you know it could be I mean we had a minimum goal every day was a hundred bucks sometimes you make 300 400 I, mean, I had days that made a thousand right mm -hmm. but mostly you're making you know a new a few hundred days something like that it's a pretty good day so and then but you got like clawbacks and stuff if you're in the field right so you have all these issues and refunds and stuff like that but let's just say for example you know you're in the field and you're doing your work then you, you just got to put that time outside of work into something else and decide what it is and make up your mind on it and then set a goal and go after it Right. That's that's that was like the one major takeaway I, I found out. Yeah. Yeah. There's no excuse to not do the side hustle, but like after work, especially door to door, you're fucking tired. It's and tough. then so all right, you know, mm -hmm. fuck it. Do Sundays, do Saturdays. Yep. Yep. But like at the end of the day, bros, like you got to start your side hustle at some point. Now. You can do it now. It depends how bad you want it, and that summarizes life. Really depends how bad you fucking want it. On the flip side, it depends on your situation. So my situation, I was doing door to door, mm -hmm. and I saved up like only around like 10k or something, mm -hmm. and quit and went to the conference and sold our part, sold everything. Mm -hmm. It was like I'm going, I'm jumping in two feet to Thailand to high ticket drop shipping, mm -hmm. and if it if I don't end up making money online, which in like six months, which that's enough to live in Thailand for like about six months, like 10K, mm -hmm. then I can come back. I can just jump straight back into the sales thing. Sure, because you have right. the skill. If you, right, if you, if mm -hmm. you, if your job is easy to come back to, which most sales jobs are, most door to door teams are, then you could. You could, if you saved up enough, jump straight in to your side hustle. Now, that's when you're young, you obviously have no responsibilities, kids, you know, family to look after, you know, mortgage and that. And mm -hmm. that. But if you're just like, basically have no responsibilities, then hey, you can. So it depends on your situation. It's also, also to add to that, like, if you have savings, that gives you a leverage. Yeah. Right? If you have savings, you know, if you don't have savings, yeah. then. Yeah, but, obviously. But if you're a young guy, like in my case, I was a young guy, I had no savings. Yeah. I cashed out my 401k. You know, <laughs> I lost 40% of the value, mm. right? So, it, and also another key point I want to add to that, just a little side note, is uh, um, I heard something on a short the other day, and it was, uh, there was, it was about a guy who's very financially successful. And they're talking about financial literacy and how it's a language, right? So you're growing up, you go to school, you go to high school, you go to college, you know, maybe you're in a sales job, maybe you're working at a corporate environment, maybe you're just working for your family business, whatever it could be, and however you're living life, right? And if, if, you, don't, if you don't have it in your mind that you're going to do something that you want to do, and you're going to set your, your, your target and say, hey, this is my goal, then you're, you're, it's just, it never works out, right? If you're just like on the, on the river and you're in a canoe and then you let the waves just push you down the river, mm -hmm. you got to use the oar and keep yourself exactly where you want to go. And this is something that people don't have this knowledge when they're young. No one tells you that. Yeah. No one says, hey, uh, here's how you balance your checkbook financial literacy, right? like how to, the language of financial literacy. Here's how you do even basic financial things. Like, oh, if you're gonna, if you're gonna buy something, use leverage. 
right? Or here's what an FHA loan is. Here's what a VA, like just basic things. So you have, you should have a, a literacy about how to use your finances. I mean, did you ever take a course on how to open a credit card and receive a sign-up bonus to get free travel around the world? There was no <laughs> class on that in high school, right? Yeah, but you should. If you're American, you should be doing that. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but, every, but every person who is successful does this. Yeah. It's a language that successful people speak that unsuccessful people don't speak. And so you have to learn the language of, of successful people. Yep. And thank God for YouTube, because the people watching this, they are already on YouTube in the self-education path. Um, but let's jump into, all right, so you, you managed and trained a door-to-door -door team? Yeah. All right, so let's, let's go over this, this kind of framework that you have. Um, go over it. You know, obviously it doesn't need to be super in-depth, but go mm. over it, you know, as brief as, as it makes sense. Sure, sure. Because you were telling me this the other day on Zoom, and I was like, yeah, this is good, right? And, you know, the same framework can be applied to if you're closing over Zoom or, or whatever. 100%. Yeah, so what's the four fives and eights sales structure? Okay, so the fours, fives, and eights is something that I learned. Uh, I didn't create this. I, I was taught this through my door-to-door -door sales job. So a quick, uh, the sales job that I was doing before was, uh, working with a Fortune 50 client. So they would have clients like DirecTV, Verizon, stuff like that. And then we would handle like door-to-door uh, -door sales for the third-party contractor and, mm -hmm. and the re uh, for the uh, Fortune 50 company. And the reason we're able to do that is because it was a 100% commission position, right? So the, we didn't make money unless we sold a product. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, put as many salespeople out there yeah. as you want. Same, I was one of them closing for, I uh, selling DirecTV, Comcast, Verizon, Fios for a door-to-door -door contract. 100%, company, yeah. Fios, to, uh, an upgrade is beautiful. Yeah. From DSL to Fiverr, come on. Oh yeah, it's all about the phone upgrade, yeah, yeah. Or from, yeah, switching from DSL to Fiverr. 100%, that's a, it's a great sale. Yeah, or adding, we would add new phone lines. Yeah. Uh, we even pioneered uh, adding a second DSL modem. Okay. Because <laughs> you got to pay on DSLs. Right, you're so, really good, yeah. So we would add like a second line with a DSL on it. It's kind of inside baseball. But <laughs> the four is five and eight. So we had a sale. I had a, a we were doing sales, 100% commission. Uh, and the position was in the beginning, you start off as like an account manager. And you have to do a certain number of sales goals per week in order to hit that, uh, go to a leadership position. So if you do 500 bucks two weeks in a row, then you become a leader. And then as a leader, you would train other like reps. So then you have a team of those reps, and then when you have four people that you taught how to become leaders, and 15 people total, then you become a manager, mm -hmm. and you have a sales team, mm -hmm. right? So I'm constantly building my sales team. So I've interviewed thousands of people, right, as you learn what keeps somebody. Mm -hmm. So I had to hire people, they would, they, you know, they're supposed to be there at eight, they message you at 755, I'm not, I don't want to do it anymore, right? You get calls like that. So you have to develop, you have to develop the whole team. So you gotta have like, Sunday meetings with your team. You got to have like uh, beers with them within four to eight hours of them starting. There's all these little rules on how to how to coach your team, how to coach your people, how to be a leader. You know how to carry. There's so many different things, but the it's all based on the sales portion. So the fours, fives, and eights. So the reason why all the other stuff works is because the system of actually closing deals works. 
-hmm. and it's replicatable. So mm -hmm. I can take someone who's never done sales, no experience, I can bring them out in the field with me for like two or three days, I can show them a good example, and next thing you know, within one day, they can go out there and close their own deals, mm. right? And better yet, in two weeks, they can teach people how to close their own deals. Wow, okay. Right? So that's how, when you have a system and you're not trying to reinvent the wheel over and over again, mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy powerful because you just, mm -hmm. you know what, how to coach, what to coach on, and how to give feedback. So this is the system that's based on uh, impulse sales, which is uh -huh. what door-to-door -door sales is, right? It's impulse. Uh -huh. So you walk in the person's business or you call them on the phone, cold calling, whatever it might be, and there is a system on how to uh, get that person impulse. So impulse can be defined as the person's want to buy, right? So as you're talking with them, then they're becoming more and more impulsed and their desire to buy is increasing. Mm. So we have the fours, the fives, and the eights. So I'll give you just a quick rundown of each one, it won't take too much time. The fours are the four factors of impulse, right? The fives are the five steps to a great conversation. So we'll start there. So uh, five steps to a great conversation, uh, if you could imagine, so you have an impulse curve like this, mm -hmm. you have a line like this, and in the beginning you see there's a dip. So there's a dip and that person actually becomes de-impulsed. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine this person's impulse is going up and this is their desire to buy. Mm -hmm. So you start off here on the first step, which is introduction. So I walk in the business, I introduce myself. Mm -hmm. So I have C factors, S-E-E, -E, so smile, eye contact, enthusiasm. Oh, dude, I love that one when you said it because mm -hmm. I realized in hindsight why I did so well is because I naturally raise my eyebrows and smile. Mm. First thing when you, when you knock on the door and they see your face, you mm -hmm. have to be smiling and then you're, you guys are gonna start to notice this in real life. People smile back without even noticing oh, it. Oh, for sure. It's, it's natural reaction. Mm -hmm. And so that gets them into a mode and many sales teach this in-person sales. 100%, 100%. Smile, I mean, it, it's just a simple thing. You smile yeah. at someone, they're gonna be more open to receiving you, right? And then you have, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many new people I've trained, they walk into a business and they go, hello, my name is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Right? And it's like, oh, you're just saying that you don't want to talk to that person. <laughs> right? So it's very important to have a smile, eye contact, and enthusiasm. Enthusiasm, yeah. Yeah. Be excited. Like, hey, you want to be there. Right? Are like, you Jane Smith? <laughs> Is this, uh, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Go go ahead. 100%. I mean, yeah. that's, people do that. And most times because they're nervous or they're, you know, not sure or whatever. But uh, people just, um, they underestimate the power of enthusiasm. Yeah. To be contagious in that yeah. way. It's contagious. People... They pick up on that vibe. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, C factors is number one. So introduction, the first part is C factors. Mm. Number two is icebreaker. Yes. Mm -hmm. So good. What, I, I never saw this laid out in a framework before, but icebreaker, and I, I did a video recently about icebreakers. You got to have an icebreaker at the door on a Zoom call. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it could be something super simple like hey i like uh the color of your chair right or, or it smells good in here or hey yeah. what's the, what's that photo on the wall or oh you're you've been to spain i see you got a spanish flag or anything yeah. about the surrounding area the whole point is just to break the ice it's just yeah. that initial conversation and you just use some kind of icebreaker just to release the tension in the interaction right yes and you'll notice that after, even if you did those perfectly, great C factors, great icebreaker, the customer is still going to be de-impulsed as soon as you walk in, mm. right? In my case, I was walking in with a bag, a badge, a binder, a lanyard, yeah. right? Big Verizon logo, right? Who, I even had a laptop at some point. We had like little tablets. Yeah. So, you know, so I was like, who, you know, 
uh, did you do TPV codes? Did you do that, all that stuff? The, with the phone thing? Yeah, yeah. phone oh, verification? Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah, phone yes, verification? Yes, yes. Oh. oh, that was the best! <laughs> that man! <laughs> Door, it, door yeah. to door is great, man. It really puts you through the fucking ringer. <laughs> oh, those are fun. Man. It really teaches you uh, how to like keep the conversation going, how to like ice break, how to just like, oh man, yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's so, it's so much easier to close a phone, close a deal now on the phone. Like your Stripe Ooh. fucking in, uh, invoices in your inbox. Go check it right now. Two clicks, it's done. Like they don't have to call in. <laughs> Wait for the fucking verification. It's so easy now, guys. We had to do two verification calls. Yeah. And we had to do one with the customer service rep and then one on like the auto verification call like that one. And yeah. then we had to have like 10 signatures. It was like, a, yeah. it's so funny. And that's, I, I just remembered, I was like, oh, you were in this industry. You must have done a TPV call before. Yeah. So I'm saying if you're a door to door proving guy, like you're, oh. you're going to fucking crush with remote sales. It's, it's so much easier. Mm. So yeah. hundred anyway. percent. Well, you're just not in the elements. How about that? Yeah. You're like, inside. You're not, you're not like, I mean, wearing a suit in the middle of summer in DC, walking around business to business, oh, walking, walking around the hood Oh yeah. outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. I did that place <laughs> for a summer in the fucking hood. I did Southeast DC for a while. Southeast that Anacostia. Well. That's like. MLK Avenue, that's like super, super like, you know, bars and all the windows, all the Chinese food shops and barber shops and stuff like that. Anyway, back to you. Oh, just reminiscing. It's so much fun, man. Because the the thing is, when you do something difficult in life, then the memories that that brings are so fun. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, something that was very difficult and challenging in that moment, later looking back, is like, wow, I overcame and I achieved that thing. Mm. And it was so worth it. Because you don't remember how you felt doing it. You remember if you did that thing or not. Mm. Right? Looking mm. back, we don't think, oh, I was so tired when I worked so hard. You think, oh, I did that thing. I remember I did that thing. Yeah. So people don't, I think if people had this kind of mindset, like, oh, I'm, I'm struggling with something. But if you fast forward 10 years, like, you're not going to remember that struggle that you're in. But you'll remember if you did the thing that you wanted to do or not, if you mm-hmm. accomplished it. Mm-hmm. Right? Anyway, so the... C factors, icebreakers, that's introduction. So the peoples, they'll be de-impulsed, and then we want to raise the impulse. So if you imagine that same curve here, mm-hmm. then right around here. Oh, also, if you imagine on, on this, before it goes down right here, there's a dotted line, and mm-hmm. this is a customer's flat line. Yeah. That's just where they are normally in the day-to-day life. So they go below, they come back up. So now we're gonna do step two, which is short story. Mm. So short story, the main point of that is number one, to reduce the customer's skepticism. Mm. They're going to be skeptical. Who are you? Why are you here? What are you doing? And and also the the second point for that is to build rapport, Mm. right? So we want to build rapport with the customer. I mean, there's so many ways to describe this, right? Birds of a feather flock together. People who are like each other tend to like each other. Right? There's so many things that uh, if you, like, you build rapport with the customer and you talk about their experience in life, then they're naturally going to be almost always the reason they don't buy is because they don't like or trust you. Yeah. Right? So if you build rapport and you just continue the conversation and figure out what they're interested in and you're actually interested in them, guess what? They're going to want to help you and they're going to be interested in you. Mm-hmm. Right? So we step two, we're building rapport. Really, and notice that this, comp, this could be uh, five minutes in, this could be one hour in, this could be an entire day. Mm. It doesn't matter how long each step is, the point is just you're going through this process. A mm. uh, more high ticket item generally will require maybe some longer time, mm-hmm. you, maybe more rapport versus less rapport. Yeah. So, um, so 
build rapport, step two. Uh, then after step two, we're going right up the impulse curve, and then now we're gonna start talking about the product. Okay. So the point is, at this point, we haven't even really mentioned anything about the product or service. We've just, we're connecting with that individual, right? Intro, short story. Number three is presentation. This is where I actually start to present the product and the reason why I'm there, what I'm there to do, or present the solution for the problem that I've identified in the short story. Right? While I'm talking with them, I'm identifying, I'm doing discovery during my build rapport part. Mm -hmm. I'm asking questions, I'm finding out what they want, I'm learning about their, their situation. Then presentation, here's how I can solve that problem. Right? Here's what I can do to help you. And I'm gonna paint a very clear picture about what that looks like. Right? So here's how I'm gonna solve this problem for you. Uh, in, in Verizon, for example, it would be, it'd be like, you know, great, so I reviewed your bill. I saw that right now you're on this plan. We're going to go ahead and upgrade you to this other, the other, other plan. It's going to include free internet or it's going to include another phone line. The new price is going to be $20, uh, $20 more per month. I'm going to go ahead and take care of this. I'll come back, uh, uh, come back to you for the signatures at initial when I'm done. And nice. then just walk away. Yeah, right? yeah. So presentation is all about building and explaining what you're going to do for the customer and then painting a clear picture. I mean, another example would be something like adding TV to the lobby. Right? So if you're in a dentist's office and they don't have a TV mm -hmm. in the lobby, mm -hmm. then okay, great. So we're going to go ahead and add a TV in here uh, and it's going to increase the customer's kind of experience in your lobby. And also if it's like a deli or something, they'll probably end up buying another drink or they're buying another slice of pizza uh -huh. or they'll stay in the, in the cafe because they have something to keep entertained. Uh -huh. right? They're not just, uh, just sitting here you know, looking at their phone. You want them engaged. You want them in the situation. Okay? So pre presentation is presenting the product most importantly is to paint a clear picture and uh, to sizzle the deal. So use like descriptive imagery and be descriptive about the situation. Mm. Okay, so that's one, two, three. And then as we're going up the impulse curve, then before we get to step four, there's another dotted line here at the top. And this above this dotted line, if you, again, where this line is gauging the customer's impulse or their desire to buy. So if it's above that dotted line, they're gonna buy, B-U-Y. Mm -hmm. If you try to close below the line, they're going to say buy, B-Y-E, mm -hmm. right? So what you want to do is you want to close above the line. So there's uh, indications of like, is this customer closed or not, which are called closing signs, mm -hmm. right? We're very simple and straightforward. So closing signs could be examples like future talk, if they talk about having the product or service yeah. in their business. So well, how uh, long is it going to take? Yeah. How long is it going to take? Right. Or, or, uh, or, yeah, or, or, or like, what's the speed on the internet? Yeah, yeah, things like that, right? They're gonna they're gonna ask you questions about like assuming in their mind it's already installed. Mm -hmm. There's a silent, you know. There's a silent. Uh, this is kind of uh, more into the close, but there's a silent close. Mm -hmm. So the first person to talk loses. People have heard about this before. Mm -hmm. So that we'll get into that in the close portion. Um, there's a few. There's a lot of different closing signs. Future talk is probably the best one. Mm -hmm. That's the best one. Um, uh, but the most important thing is presentation. We're building the impulse to get to the close. Now we're at the close. Two critical parts. Number one is assume the sale. Okay, So I'm not asking the customer what they want, I'm telling, what, telling them what they're getting and then just going and doing it. Yeah. If they have an objection, they're gonna tell me. Yeah. If there's something where they're like, no, 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 what, what, what? what? They're, yeah. gonna, they're gonna stop you, Yeah. right? You answer the question, go back into the close, go back into it, right? So I'm assuming the sale, I'm always assuming the sale. Always, always, always critical guys assuming the sale. Number, the next point for close, one step four, this is the actual close, is uh, taking control, 
right? So again, very closely related to assuming the sale where I'm telling the customer what they're getting and what's going on and how I'm gonna do it for them. And then I'm just walking away, right? If they're gonna have some problem or they have some issue, objection, they're gonna take care of that, they're gonna tell me. Mm-hmm. Number five is rehash. So remember everyone has a sale hidden. This is upselling. The TV is a great example of that. I just signed them up for internet. Oh, I walk into a business, they have DSL and two phone lines. They have fiber in the area. I'm gonna add fiber. After I close the deal, then I'm gonna recommend fiber TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you know that it includes like NFL Sunday ticket or, or whatever? You know, yeah, we're yeah. talk about That's that. It's DirecTV, but. It is DirecTV, right, right, right. <laughs> Not anymore well, though. No, they changed it, they changed it. But I'm gonna recommend other things. Like Fios has some sports packages too. They got a whole bunch of stuff. So they, they don't pay out commission. The new service is what you want, <laughs> right, right? So anyway, the point was you have the rehash. So I'm gonna upsell at the very end. So that is the whole structure of a conversation. Now, this is a very simple process, and if you meet someone or you go out for coffee with your friends, something like that, you follow these same processes, right? Hey, what's up? How you doing? How you been? What, what, what's going on in your life? What are you working on right now? Uh, you know, uh, okay, where, where are you, you know, what are you working on? Oh, let's work on something together. Okay, let's, let's, let's hit this goal together. Okay, great. All right, let's meet next week, at f- tomorrow at f- uh, five or something. You know what I'm saying? Like you go through those were just all five steps, mm-hmm. right? Intro, presentation, uh, intro, short story, presentation, close, rehash. Very straightforward. So that's the five steps to a conversation. Then you have the bullets in your gun, the things you kind of weave in and out of the conversation, uh-huh. little bullets that raise the customer's impulse. So these are spikes. So if you want an impulse spike. Okay. Right. So the structure itself, the five steps to a conversation, this is the structure which builds impulse. Okay. Right. But then in the conversation, you're weaving in the four factors of impulse. The four. Oh, okay. Those are the fours. Okay. Those are the fours, fours and fives. Okay. Exactly. So the fours, number one is fear of loss. Ah. Everyone wants what they can't have. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm going to constantly, you know, I'm going to let them know if this deal is running for a short time or if there's some, some, but a great example of this is like, do you know mystery? You heard of mystery before? The, okay. So there's a big community of people called pickup artists. Okay. You've heard of pickup artists yeah, before, yeah. right? Okay. Mystery was like the, the head, he's the big dude for it. Okay. He was like one of the main guys. He used to wear a top hat okay. and like a whole bunch of like, they did peacocking, they would wear rings and it was a whole uh, community of people that would go to the bar and pick up women. That was the pickup. So there's a story of like, he was, um, so it's a great example of fear of loss. Okay. So they, they go to him, he's on TV talking about how he's great at picking up women. He's teaching courses. Uh, the guy who wrote the game, Neil Strauss, mm-hmm. he learned from this guy. Mm-hmm. So this guy's, you know, so they did, he, uh, a girl was like, kind of like, I don't like this guy's style, right? Some girls don't like that, guys who are too flashy or they try to pick up too many women. Mm-hmm. So she goes up to him and she says, uh, you know, she, she finds out where he is, he happened to be in town or something, and she met up, she saw him, she found him, she met him. And then she said, hey, I, I bet you can't pick me up. And then he looked at her and said, oh, you're not my type. Mm-hmm. And then immediately she's like begging to get his attention, uh-huh. right? So it's just an example of like fear of loss of like people want what they can't have. Now, yeah. obviously it's very contextual, right? Based yeah. on the situation, but I'm always going to like talk about the, the fear of loss. They can't have something. Mm-hmm. Number two is a sense of urgency. Yeah. So I want to show people that I respect my time. I respect their time, right? So I have a sense of urgency. Like, for example, I'm not talking to the customer, put my feet up on the table and relaxing. 
right? I'm, in, I'm engaged. I'm like doing paperwork. I'm taking my files out. I'm showing them stuff. I'm valuing their time and I'm valuing my, and it, it shows to people that I value my time as well, right? And that's a high value individual. Mm. Number three is Jones effect. This is one of the most powerful ones, and it's super powerful, is I'm gonna constantly mention other people I work with, mm -hmm. right? So I work with, a, uh, if, for example, let's say in that morning you closed a deal at 10 a.m. for a new DSL on that block. For uh, Sam's Pizzeria, you installed a new internet connection. I'm gonna mention that shop all day, mm -hmm. maybe all week. Yeah. Do you know Sam's Pizzeria on the corner of 5th and Broadway? Yeah. I, got, yeah. I put DSL on there. Oh, yeah. they, they, got, they got installed. Yeah, they're, they're loving <laughs> Their it. Their place is popping. Yeah. They got the DSL in there now, and they're, they're like, it's like a rave party, the, the amount of business <laughs> they have, right? Basically, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to constantly mention these other people I work with. Whether, and I'm not going to make stuff up. That's not the game. That's not what we're playing here, right? Yeah. We always have integrity, but we're just going to mention other people we work with, and we're going to figure out how to do that. Number four, the last factor of impulse is indifference. Yeah. So this is acting the opposite of a salesperson. Right. Mm -hmm. So typically you would think of a salesperson as pushy, aggressive, uh, just trying to convince you even if you don't need it. Right. Th they just thinking about their commission. We call that having like dollar signs in your eyes. Yeah. Right. So if you if you are indifferent, you're acting the opposite of a salesperson. Yeah. So you're saying this is the best thing for you. Right. This product is great. We've done the I've done the discovery. I know the problems that you have. I provided a solution for it. Other people in the area have gotten this thing. It's been great for them. It's something that we're only offering today. It's not really available later on. Right. And so if you want it, that's great. If you don't, that's cool, too. I'll go to your neighbor who will probably take care of it. Right? So I'm going to go ahead and get, get this taken care of for you, and it's just the best thing for you. So just go ahead and sign here, and you can pay with your card. Uh, Visa or MasterCard? Visa. Okay, great. And you spend, <laughs> right? So it's, yeah. I'm indifferent. It's yeah. I'm not acting, well, you want this, right? You yeah. want to buy this thing, don't you? Yeah. You're like, what the? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Who's yeah. this crazy manic person in my shop? Yeah. Right? right? So you're indifferent. You're acting the opposite of a salesperson. Yeah. And the, People say, well, then how? But you need that person to sign up, right? Because you want to earn money. So it's like, am I playing a game here? No. The reason is because I know that I'm going to hit my goals based on my work ethic. Mm. So if this person says no, then I'm going to go right to the next shop and right to the next shop and right to the next shop and no means next. Yeah. And I'm going to find the person that day who's my customer. So if I could give some word of advice to existing salespeople or new salespeople, the main point is that you focus on finding your person every day, right? So the name of the game and where you put your effort is not in convincing someone to sign up. Mm. It's in spending quality time with quality people. So mm. finding the right customers and spending the right time with those customers. Yeah. Right? Because you have a certain amount of hours in a day. So it's very important that you spend, it's called QTQP, we used to call it, quality time, quality people. Mm. Right? So not wasting time with non qualified yeah. leads. Right? If you can tell they're just bad attitude, you're never going to fucking get this person. Mm. Wrap it up. They're asking a ton of questions. Yeah. They're like, oh, I, oh. They, sometimes you get all the way through the sale and then find out they're not the decision maker. Yeah. Right? Like stuff like that happens, right? Yeah. So as soon as you realize that, Get out of there. Yeah. I mean, a great thing that I would even do if they are the decision maker is like when they start giving me objections, I would just say, okay, that's fine. And just start closing my brochure, closing my oh, book. Oh, yeah? Right, just start closing. I'm like, okay. And they're like, well, wait, wait, what? But are you going to try to sell me? <laughs> okay. You know what? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> right? And then they, yeah. they, they, that's fear of loss. Yeah. Right? So then they immediately get 
pulled in to the situation. Yeah. So fours and fives, those are all based on conversational aspects. Mm -hmm. So four factors of impulse, five steps to a great conversation. Now we have the eight great work habits. Mm. Right. Yes, I love this one too. It was mm. like, boom, you stack on the work habits on top of it, bro. You got the whole package right here, four, <laughs> fives, and eights. It's Damn, really, I wish I had this shit. And the, be the best part of it is 17 things, right? So if you're a coach and you're a trainer, it's so easy to coach your team, right? Because they go out in the field, they don't hit their goals. Exactly. They say, okay, well, what part of the system didn't you do today? That's exactly. Oh, I lost my attitude. Oh, I didn't, uh, my presentation wasn't strong. Oh, my exactly. intro wasn't good. And then that person's not butthurt. Because, oh, this per they're not, yeah. they're not, they don't feel, oh, attacked, right? It's because, oh, just, you just weren't doing this part of the system. And yeah. so you gotta figure out the system and how to implement it. Do you have this in like a cheat sheet or a document or something? Uh, I will, Let's, I will soon. Information below, I wanna put this together. <laughs> this is a nice little 100%, thing you can get, yeah. 100%, and then it, it's really, it's, it's so powerful for managers, really. Salespeople, yeah. it's good, but even people who aspire to be a sales manager who have a team or are building a team, just the ability to just coach people on these bullet points. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's the whole framework is there from mm -hmm. from the work ethic to the icebreakers to the yeah mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll give a list. We'll go over all the details. I'll make yeah. a little a little like PDF or something. Yeah, yeah, have it down there. So use that resource for sure. I want you guys to win. I want these guys to succeed, right? I want you to go out there and hit all your goals, and then show all the other people around you what you're doing and how you're doing it, and then they're gonna succeed as well. Yeah. So if you become a that's leadership, right? You go out there, you know yeah. what to do, you hit your goals, you become the example, and then other people are gonna follow you. And then guess what? You have a group of people who are uh, working with you to achieve your goals and their goals combined. So then you have more power. Right? Oh. And then you, you create the reality you want much faster because you have much more energy working towards that goal. Boom. Right, right. So very important. I want to I make a whole thing on this. About, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to steal your whole like framework for door-to-door -door and bring it to the remote sales world. Sure, sure. We're going to do remote sales teams. We're going to be Zoom meetings around yeah. the world. I'm, no, anyway, it's, I'm up it's all, for it. it's I'm all up the for same it. shit. I'm up for it. I'm also doing the course, right? Well, I'm, I'm focusing primarily on teaching my guys, right? I'm gonna have my own team mm -hmm. that I'm working on. So I just decided yeah, to even- It's all remote nowadays, like door to door, like- Yeah, it, it's you, it, It's mm. good, because it will teach you, it will really throw you into the fire, but like you can do it remote now and just be, and just be doing, being a remote sales guy. Anyways, so we get money to this? is much better, because you're selling high ticket products, right? Yeah, and, and the, the money can be, can be more. You way know, more. You know what I'm saying? Way more. I mean, um, and obviously you can be living in Thailand, which is that's that's our whole thing. I mean, can you can know? they see outside from here? I mean, this is a crazy yeah. view. We're on the 27th yeah. floor, the penthouse suite. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> the ceiling is like seven of me. Like I can't yeah. even. What remote, you... <laughs> remote money, guys. And so uh, we still got to cover the eights. Yep. Yep. Right. So eight great work habits. So number one is be on time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very simple, very self-explanatory. Number two is be prepared, right? So if you have a meeting, make sure your notes are in order, make sure you've done your homework, make sure you know what you're doing. Number three is work a full day. This mm -hmm. is one of the number one things that commission-based people don't do, yes. is they don't say, okay, I'm, they work half a day, and they say, this doesn't work, and they go home, right? You gotta work a full day, because remember, that person is waiting for you to find them. So if you don't work a full day, you finish at 4.30 when you're supposed to finish at five, that person was probably in that half hour that you missed, that you finished early. You cut the day short, oh, you know, or, or it's just 
Also, if you hit your, uh, another common thing people will do is they'll hit, they'll hit their goals early in the morning and then hang out the rest of the day and not work hard. Mm -hmm. But they don't realize is that because everything is law of averages and everything's a numbers game, that if you're not filling your funnel with leads and you're not actually going out there and aggressively attacking every customer, no matter if, if you're already on your goals or you need to hit your goals, you should have the same mentality, mm -hmm. right? Because you're actually like, you're getting closer to the next day's goal. If you keep going, if you keep attacking it. So number, very important to work a full day. Number four is a work territory correctly. So this means you have some system, whether it's like in our, in our, you know, in our case, we had a map. So we had a we had a map and it, we'd block it off into segments, right? And then we'd work uh, the whole segment. So if there was a road in that block on that map, then I would go that road tight to right, every door, every floor. And then if there's an office building, I would go to the very top of the building and work my way down, hmm. right? So I would, you know, in the beginning, you're seeing hundreds of doors a day, yeah. right? You know, you're just, you're hustling. You're out there just hitting the, hitting the pavement. I yeah. mean, I can't tell you how many shoes I've bought. How yeah. many business shoes, how many shoes have I run thin? Yeah. I mean, I was like DSW's number one client. They're like a shoe outlet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. The business shoes, you, cause you're walking all day, every day, 10 hours a day on Damn. your feet, right? Yeah. So you're, anyway, that's a side note. Work territory correctly is number four. So make sure you have your system, your process, whatever it is, follow it. You know, I mean, it was something as simple as like, if I'm going to the grocery store and I, I'm going to go every aisle, <laughs> right? Rather than just go like aisle one, aisle three, aisle four, or aisle seven, because the thing I need might be on aisle two. And mm -hmm. I skipped it, right? So yeah. I go every aisle, then I'm guaranteed to hit that thing, yeah. right? And then also another side note for working your territory is do three laps. So we would go through the map once, go through the map again, go through the map a third time, and then put the territory and let it rest for a year or let it rest for six months or something. Then pull it back out, go one, two, three. You mean hit, hit all the doors in the same? Same because doors. Because some people are not home? Some like, people like are that. not home. You might catch them on a bad day. Okay. I mean, it could be a number of things, you know? Uh. So, but it takes you, it would take me about a month to see one loop. So I'd come back next month for the second loop and then some customers would sign up on the third loop. Hmm. Hey, I've seen this guy twice. I kicked him out twice the third time. Huh. Oh, okay, I've seen this guy before. I trust him. What, what do you got? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Right, he's coming back. So it, 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 there wasn't a way for them to contact me. I didn't give him a cell phone number. I didn't have a business card. Right? It was just if I'm there, that deal could be done if I was there in person that day only. Mm -hmm. Right, and then the other the only chance would be if I came back around and caught them. Mm -hmm. Right. So work your territory correctly. Very important. Number, number five, I believe we're on, is respect the client and customer. Hmm. So for example, in your case, you're all, Verizon as well, or Comcast, whoever it might be. So you're working with Comcast as your client, so you wanna respect them. So every hmm. deal should be a win-win-win. Hmm. You win, the client wins, and the customer wins, right? Mm -hmm. So we wanna make sure that all those wins are organized. So the customer wins, the client wins, and um, yeah, all three. And also integrity. So making sure that you have integrity and you're making ethical decisions, right? Mm -hmm. So I can't tell you how many new people would just, once you have the same conversation 100 times, 200 times, you know where the parts you could glide over, uh -huh. right? You know, oh, this, oh, there's an activation fee. I know they're going to have an issue with that because they're only kind of closed. If I mention the activation fee. Oh, right, fee, let's gloss over it, yeah. If I, if I, if I mention the activation fee, they might lose the deal, Yeah. right? Then the customer complains and you, it's a call. Yeah, yeah, so, but yeah. having those ethics is so key because a lot of new guys, they might not be ethical in the beginning because they, they're so, 
aggressive to sign a deal, right? You yeah. want to just close a deal. You want to just get some money in your pocket. Yeah. So you might just wave over that part. Hey. I heard a term on YouTube today, commission breath. Don't have commission breath, like just mm. thinking about yourself and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we call it dollar signs in your eyes. Mm-hmm. The customer could feel it. Yeah, They yeah. could feel it if you got dollars. If you're just thinking about the money, it's like, um, I would imagine it's something like if a wolf was looking at a pig in a cage. Yeah, yeah. The pig feels that. The, the, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, so that's good. No, that's uh, number uh, five. Number six is, um, uh, let's see, take control. Okay, number six, I think we missed one. Listen, we got be on time, be prepared, work a full day, work territory correctly, respect the customer and client. Uh, number, I think we're on, that's, uh, what is that, six? Okay, number six is, uh, I think we're missing one. Let me think for a second. Respect client and customer. Okay. In- yeah, integrity yeah. was one? You know, that, respect the client and customer. That, that's fine. The next one, oh, mo- one of the most important ones I almost forgot. <laughs> Literally, the, the, the one that new people mess up the most, huh. right, is have and maintain a positive attitude. Oh, uh, yeah. It's the one that new people mess up almost the most, all the time. The, mm-hmm. I use the example, okay, if I have a video camera on you, and I'm watching you all day in the field, and I see your first door or your last door, I shouldn't be able to tell what door it is. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be able to look at it and say, oh, this person's on door number 30. This person's on door number 50, this per- whatever it might be, right? Because what happens is people will carry the nose. So it's like- Oh, a, the nose, yeah. They'll carry the nose, right? So they get one no, they go a little, one no, yeah. one no. Nah. By the end of the day, their shoulders are just sunken down. <laughs> They're like a Notre Dame humpback, you know? Yeah. Can't do it. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So no means next. Should next. Be, it should be like water off a duck's back. Yep. Forget about it. 100%. Mm. And that's a big thing if you're getting into sales is you can't be taking them personally. It's like next, boom. All right. Excited for the next one. It's like, you know, baseball. Most of them are going to be no's. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of sales situations, it's going to be, most of them are going to be no's, mm-hmm. right? And so, mm-hmm. okay, I got a great example of that too. When, when you're, baseball is a great example because it's a perfect uh, comparison to sales. For example, like if you're a pitcher and you're throwing a baseball, right? You have your technique. You might throw a fastball. You might throw a curveball. You might throw a, a switch up. You might, there's a lot of different types of ball you might throw, right? But the swinger, the batter, they're, they're not doing a different swing for every type of ball that they're getting, right? They have a swing that they do no matter what, and they want to place their swing where that ball is going to be, right? But they have their own swing, right? So they perfect their swing, they perfect their swing, they perfect their swing. So no matter what type of ball comes at them, they're going to hit that. They're going to have the swing which is uh, perfected to hit that ball, mm-hmm. right? So what this really means in a specific way is to control the controllables, Right? I can't control what type of ball is thrown at me, but what I can control is my swing. So I can control that, so I'm gonna perfect my swing. Mm-hmm. And the equivalent in sales would be your pitch. So I'm gonna perfect my pitch, right? So I'm gonna make sure that I am so good at my pitch. There could be a, a bomb explosion down the street, there could be an ambulance right next to me, there could be everything distracting me, and I'm still hitting that pitch perfect every time. Yeah. Right? So that's, 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 the, that's the main thing is I'm controlling what I can control. Yep. That's all you can do. Yeah. Sports is such a great analogy for, for business, for life, for sales. It's like, yeah, man, you, you perfect it. I mean, we're, we're out here being professional 
salespeople, marketers, business people, whatever you want to call it, like, let's fucking go pro, baby. And, <laughs> and so, Everybody wants it, man, but very few people are willing to put in the work to do it. Yeah. Everybody says, oh, I want this, I want that, I want to, you know, I want to be this person, I want to be that person, I want to change uh, these habits about myself, I want to, whatever it might be. Everybody has this kind of desire, but very few people, maybe less than 1% of people who have those ideas are willing to put in the work to achieve them. Yep. You gotta sacrifice something, whether it's effort, whether it's time, whether it's money, mm-hmm. resources. You gotta sacrifice something to get something. Oh. Right? You put in first, you get out later. Imagine like a, a tree. You gotta plant the seed, you gotta water it, you gotta sunshine, you gotta get photosynthesis, all these things. And then a year later, you get an apple. Yeah. Right? It's like this is how things work. This yeah. is the, 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 the way of the world. So, people that want that overnight success just suddenly, it's just not real. Yeah. Right? It's not a thing. Even if someone went viral, it's like you don't know how many videos they made yeah. to get that one viral one, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 and to figure out that system. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's insane. So, fail forward. Fail forward. You either win or you learn. That's yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's there's no losses in business and life. You get stronger. There and so control controllables, was that one of the eights? No, or? no, that was just a little side tangent. You okay. mentioned baseball. I was like, that's like a perfect analogy. Yeah. 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 Okay. So number seven is take control. Uh-huh. Right. So I am the one guiding the boat. Right. So if I'm in that conversation with that customer, I'm the, 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 I'm the one the pirate with the big, you know, steering wheel. You know what I'm saying? I'm the one with that thing. This guy's Uh behind me. They're in my boat, right? So as soon as I'm in the conversation, I'm the one in control. I'm guiding the conversation. I'm driving the car. They're in the passenger seat. Yeah. Right? I'm going to show... If they have a... If they want to make a stop, they're going to tell me. If they want to do something, they're going to tell me, right? So I'm always taking control of the conversation and I'm bringing them to the close. I'm picking them up. I'm putting them on my back. I'm bringing them all the way yeah. to the final step. And I'm saying, okay, now give me your credit card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So I'm taking control. I'm not waiting for them to tell me they want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So I'm taking control of the conversation. And the last one, uh, eight of the eight great work habits, is understand your opportunity. Mm. Right. So what this means is there's two kind of uh, sides of it. You have the small picture and the big picture. So small pictures within the sale. Right. So I'm not going to prejudge the customer. Right. I always use the example of like if there's like a grandma and you're selling like a an online gaming product. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this grandma is never going to, you know, what does she know about computers, right? She's not going to, some salespeople might think, this person's not a, not a qualified lead. They're not a qualified customer. But then after deeper questioning, you might find out, oh, this grandma, their, uh, their, their nephew or their grandson lives abroad and they love playing World of Warcraft together. And that's like her thing to connect, right? There's situations right. like this where know. people stay connected through video games. It's like a, a thing that's becoming more popular with remote. Because uh-huh. people are lonely. They're kind of alone in their, in their places. Uh-huh. So anyway, the, the idea is that you never know if this is a qualified lead or not. So understanding your opportunity within the sale. Everyone is a qualified lead unless they've already told you no like three times or, or, or it's just a, you know, it's not going anywhere. But either way, I'm not going to prejudge the sale or judge a book by its cover. Yeah. That's the first part. Second part is understanding your opportunity within the bigger picture and what are your goals. Yeah. So, right, so you're in the field, you're getting no's. People will, uh, the people who carry the no's, the people who have thin skin, it's because they don't understand their opportunity. Mm. So your goals aren't big enough. 
If you're going in the field and you're not, and you're getting feeling bad or feeling downtrodden or you're getting struggling, it's because you don't have big enough goals. So you have to have big goals and you understand your opportunity. And then also you know, how do my daily actions lead me to that goal that I have? So when I'm in the field and I'm getting no's and these people are telling me that they don't want to buy or they're not interested, shutting the door in my face, saying F, F off, all these different things that happen in the field, it never bothered me because I'm going to be a multimillionaire. These are my goals, right? It doesn't yeah. matter what this person yeah. says, what this person does. I know where I'm going and I understand that and so I'm taking my own steps to get there. And so when you have that mindset yeah. and you have big goals, it's just nothing affects you. You just become like yeah. a, you become like that, that yeah. statue you have here in the lobby. Yeah. Your heart <laughs> is fucking steel. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It's your mindset. It's your confidence in yourself. Yeah. At the end of the day. hundred percent. hundred percent. So those are the fours, fives and eights. So that's the system. That's exactly everything that you need to be successful in the field. Dude, that is what I call a system. Bro. No wonder you guys had it down to a system. Like, we didn't have anything like that in my door-to-door days. Uh-huh. That's we, got everything packaged up in a three numbers. We would, I mean, you have, we, I would, okay, so I would go out in the field. First of all, I'm going out four deep most of the time. So I have two trainees, an interview, and myself. You so, mean to each door? I mean, with me all day. Oh, wow. On, I meet, okay, so a quick idea of, our, of our, how our structure worked. So I, we have our atmosphere morning meetings in, in, in like, Loud music, people going, having a good time. Atmosphere, meetings. atmosphere, nice. right? Okay. Yeah, right. Then after the, the meeting, you go to the field. People break and go to the field, right? Yeah. The man, if you're if you hit your goals the day before, then you would get an interview. An interview is an opportunity to build your team because you want to build your team. That's the goal. Mm. So if you get an interview, that's an opportunity for you to to get a new person on your team. Mm. So I had to interview everyone, a full day of observation. Mm-hmm. So I'd have two people that I interviewed last week. Roll, and I had like a, a truck, like a small truck, <laughs> you know, packed, right? Mm-hmm. So I have like four people or two people that I'd be training. So one of my guys and one of my other team's guys, they'd be out there for in training with me. And then I have an observer who'd be out doing a full day interview in the field with me all day. So mm-hmm. I'm walking to a business. I got to close the deal and I'm walking four deep. Why are these, these other guys like around you? Who like don't sh- know what sh- we're doing. Shattering you, yeah. Right. One person's interview. So they're, they're naturally super skeptical, mm. right? So that vibe is gonna, it could interfere with the deal. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If, if you got like another mind in there, it messes yeah. with the vibe, yeah, it could yeah, mess yeah. with the mind. <laughs> right, so I'll be rolling there four deep. Uh-huh. So you got two trainees and, and, and I still had to hit my goals. So I'm not getting paid for bringing out those trainees or bringing out the interview. Mm-hmm. I'm still 100% commission. So mm-hmm. if I lose that sale because of that trainee, that's still on me. Yeah. Right? So oh, you really got to build a lot of rapport Dude. when you have. Dude, I just, I just realized that you remind me so much of one of my trainers, Matt Stanley. Shout out, bro. Oh, you even look like him too. Yeah. <laughs> I love shit. it. I love, I, love, yeah. I love seeing people win, man. Whenever, yeah, whenever yeah. someone wins, like you have someone who trains you or someone out there like, that, bring, that comes to mind that was getting it done. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, man. Dude. Let, let's start this whole system in remote sales. Let's get our teams making teams. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> it, it's all about it's all about obviously people people purchase things online nowadays, mm. and um, yeah, it's um, it's been. I got kind of. I mean, my whole thing as a digital nomad has been like it's all about working remote, so mm. you can travel the world, make mm. good money, 
-hmm. get your commissions, mm -hmm. make your money, but you can be living out in the tropics. You can be anywhere in the world because, of course, this is the digital revolution. Mm -hmm. All right, door to door. All right, that's old school. Mm. All right, and there's so many opportunities to, you know, have a great income that is totally internet-based, on your laptop-based. I never even knew about, like, remote sales, remote mm. closing mm -hmm. until like a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. So one of my uh, Thailand buddies mm. uh, got into it and then we did mm -hmm. a video and mm -hmm. he's like, I do remote sales, mm -hmm. I'm making 10K a month. What was his name? Marcus. Marcus, right, right, right. And then, right. so I met him in Thailand as well at one of the Nomad Summits and then he was like a subscriber mm. um, and then got to doing remote sales. We did an interview when we were in Turkey and we met up and mm. he's like doing 10K a month and I was just like, whoa, like, Okay, so you're basically kind of doing like, it's kind of like door to doors giving me vibes, right? Because you're really just learning sales and getting, that's your skill mm -hmm. as a freelancer. That's your skill, mm -hmm. just closing these deals. And I was like, whoa, I can really relate because I used to be a door to door mm -hmm. guy. And I haven't mm -hmm. been, I haven't been had a chance to like revisit this kind of topic mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. this sales psychology stuff mm -hmm. since like 10 years, since mm -hmm. my last sales days. And it's so, fun. I love, it's yeah, it's like, yeah, this it's is fun. something I can talk about. Mm. I'm going to keep doing videos about this. Mm -hmm. And it, it perfectly overlaps with my whole mission as a YouTuber. It's like, help, help people be digital nomads, man. And you can do sales as a digital nomad. I was like, I don't even fucking know that. It's incredible. I didn't know about it either. Yeah. I, I had never heard about high ticket closing mm -hmm. uh, until recently. Actually, yeah. Trevor introduced me to it because yeah. I was talking about doing some like sales training because in, in obviously Trevor and I would both do the high ticket drop shipping. Mm -hmm. So we have our stores and you know, he told, I was like, Oh, I want to do some sort of info, info product. I want to do some sort of information based training. And mm -hmm. he's, he's like, you got to talk to this guy, Riley, you got to talk to him. Like he's, mm -hmm. he knows about, he's like interested in this, in this process and like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, cool. And that's how I got connected with you. Yeah. So, I mean, it, and it's so much fun. One of my favorite parts, is seeing how people change, mm. right? So you have like, a, when you run a sales team, if you're a manager, your team will do about 80 to 90% of what you do. Meaning, okay. right? So if you go in there and you have like, um, let's say your, your suit isn't ironed or your shirt isn't ironed. Yeah, they won't be all the way there. Right, then, then to where you are. Yeah, well, it's just, it's, it's funny to look at it, but it just happens. Like, it's, it's not like they do it intentionally. It's like some weird subconscious thing. Like, they'll come in, if you're, if you're not ironed, then they're going to come in with no tie one day. They're going to come in with like their tie is crooked or, or, yeah. or they're going to have their pants are going to be all messed up. And the thing is that it might not seem like a big deal, but it reflects on their business. If they're a business of one. Mm. You want to make sure that your business of one is winning every day. Mm. You're ready. You, you went to the, you got your clothes ironed. You got a haircut. You did everything you had to do to hit your goals that day, right? And if I come in as a leader and I'm not showing that example to my team, then they're going to do about 80% of what I do because they figure, okay, the, the human being naturally wants to cut corners. Uh -huh. Where can I cut corners? Oh, where's the leader cutting corners? Oh, he's not really doing this. Like he says this, but he's doing it a little bit different. Yeah. Right, so I'm gonna do it how he does it, not how he says it. If you know? you're cutting the corners, they're gonna cut it even rounder. Absolutely, yeah. exactly, 100%. So you have to keep yourself to a high standard and then that's how the team knows what the expectations are. So you keep yourself, the number one way for, for to lead is to be a great example. Yeah. Just to be somebody who they would, also it's interesting, like 
one of my trainers always told me like, if, if, if I had an interview that day, I was, I was coaching someone, interviewing someone that day, and like, they would be like, that person after that day, they should think, oh, I could date that person. Right? Mm. Like if they think about you and they think, oh, that, that's like a respect, then that means that you did a good job. Because mm. they, they look at you and think, oh, that's the type of person that I could, I could be with. Now, I don't want to be with that person, but I, I want to be on that level. Yeah. Right? Where they're like, wow, this is a really put together guy or put together yeah. girl. Yeah, you like want to be friends with them. You know, you pass the beer test, some people say. Like, oh, sure. You would, you would want to like, get, get a beer with them, you know, likable person. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, person. in that job, it was part, it, we have something called the 48 hour rule. Oh, what's that? That means that you have to get a beer with your new person within 48 hours. See, that's, that's a genius <laughs> system. That's yeah. a genius See, system. See, we, we had a happy hour spot that was right across from the office. Whenever I have a new hire, boom. Tuesday, whatever it is, I go out, we meet up, we have drinks, I get to know their goals, what they're working on, what they're focused on, their lips are a little bit looser because they've had a few beers in them, yeah. they're willing yeah. to, and we, have, we have a moment, and guess what, Wednesday morning, they are ready to go. Good old alcohol, yep. a little social lubricant, yeah, get them. <laughs> that puts them at ease. Do you remember like what was your highest, some of your highest earning, earning like summers, or I remember, I remember um, when they came and recruited me on my college campus, they were like throwing out, some guys are making 100K in a summer, 100K in three months. No, I never, I never saw that. I never got that big. I never saw that. I mean, we, we, the mo- I guess the most I would do in a day was like a thousand bucks, but that's like a crazy day. Yeah. That's like you've signed up a, maybe a corporate office who has like multiple locations or, you know, you do a, a big win back. If I do a win back from Comcast and it's yeah, like a, yeah. a 10 from, line win back. From DirecTV, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, win back, right. We, right. we called it the, um, mm-hmm. God, not the Grand Slam or something like that. You right. Know, a triple play. Sure. Dude, just you saying that actually, it actually <laughs> brought back like inner feelings of excitement. Right. Because when you said a thousand dollar day, I was thinking about, and I was like, have I had thousand dollar days? You know what I have? And I've had, Handfuls of thousand plus dollar days because mm-hmm. the winbacks were like yep. five hundred, four, five, six hundred dollar commissions, and mm-hmm. I've had some weekends. I remember, God, flashbacks right now, <laughs> where I got. I remember the Saturdays used to be the best days because mm-hmm. everyone's home. Oh, interesting, right? And I used to. I remember got. I got like three trip triple play winbacks, mm-hmm. um, and those were like six hundred dollar deals in like mm-hmm. one day. And I just remember going home and it's like, yes, that's like. 1200 bucks and then the following friday i get that check it's like two thousand and eight hundred dollars i'm like yeah 1200 of that was from last saturday Mm. boom and then you you hit that gong you guys have something in your office we had we uh, had bell party at at the end of the day so we have at the end of the day we had something called bell party okay okay so everyone gets back at 5 30 we finished the the work at at six so we have our uh, afternoon meetings we recap the day so right before everyone goes home we have a bell party New people would freak out. It was, it was one of the funniest things. So suddenly, everyone would be in atmosphere. Everyone would be in the, in the room. And then one person would just start going, uh, and everyone, uh, uh, and suddenly the whole room was going, uh, everyone like this. And then, some, while we're all making that noise, somebody gets out a bell and a gong. Jeez. And, we, and everyone gets in a circle in the atmosphere room, okay? So we're all in a circle going, uh, like this, making noise. And then, if you hit, if you made $100 that day, you would go up and you'd ring the bell. Uh-huh. And then everyone would go, yeah! Right? So, right? And then if you, hit, if you made $200 or more that day, then you'd go up and you'd hit the gong. Uh-huh. People would dance. I mean, people would be so pumped, especially yeah. a new guy yeah. who hit their goals. Yeah. Oh, my God. Everyone's so excited. Yeah. Right? So and everyone, goes, and everyone goes, everyone goes, ah, and then they hit the thing. Oh, 
of those crazy freaks out. Uh-huh. And then you go around the whole circle and give everyone a high five. Uh-huh. And then, so, and then we would do it for all the people. Uh-huh. Now, subconsciously, this is such a mind, a mind F, right? Because mm-hmm. if you don't hit your goals, how do you feel during bell party? Exactly. Everyone knows you didn't hit your goals that exactly. day, right? It's public knowledge. Yeah. If you didn't hit your goals, the goal is a hundred bucks a day. If you don't ring that bell every day, something's wrong, mm. right? So that's and but if you also if you did hit your goals that day, you get to show off. People will be doing break dances, you know, so they're having a good time. And then, but the new guys will always freak out because like, what, what is this? What is going yeah, on here? Yeah, what fucking cult did I just join? <laughs> right, right, right. But no, this is this is this is it because they say like, um, public humiliation is the number one motivator, and mm. then right next to, to that is like, um, uh, you know, the status thing, mm-hmm. which is what you get when you get to ring it. Mm. And this is just we. This is going back to sports, and this is why like, it. It's a sport, you know, mm-hmm. life is a sport, business mm-hmm. is a sport, and so they're treating, you guys were treating your sales team like, yeah, we're a fucking football team. We're a baseball team. 100%. It's all about the energy, it's 100%. all about the camaraderie, it's all about the enthusiasm, the confidence, mm-hmm. and like all those, those motivators set in place where the next day you know, so it's similar to kind of like in sports where it's like on the next day, if you fuck up, you know on the film room you're going to get called mm-hmm. out. You missed your block or whatever the fuck. Boom. That's so, what it is. Yeah. 100%. And you, oh, man, people, I can't tell you how many new guys, they just want to hit that bell. Mm. They don't even care about the money. I had guys, I had one guy comes to mind. I had a guy who his dad was crazy wealthy, right? This guy doesn't need money at all, right? But he, he was just shy, a shy guy. He didn't mm-hmm. grow up with any skills. And he just wanted to hit that bell. Yeah. He didn't care of anything about money. He just wanted other he just wanted to be able to close deals. Right? And he wanted to be able to hit the bell. So oh we got a little bit of time. So he wanted to be able to hit the bell and that was that and that that motivation was more motivating for some people than money. Yeah. It's just just showing just social clout. Just like knowing yeah. other people know that, oh, this person is capable. Mm. They can do it. They can hit their goals and they can achieve it. You know what I'm thinking about? How do we do this in a remote sales team? There's like some button on the Zoom. I know mm. there is some like emojis where you can press it and it like does a little celebration. Something like, like that. That's yeah. what I'm thinking about Something right now. Like I want to bring this. I want to bring this worldwide. <laughs> 100%. If, yeah. The best part is seeing people change. Yeah. Like you see people who come in who might be shy or maybe they, they have some other skill in a different industry and then they take and they start doing sales and then they, they get results and they start winning. Okay, Dude, right. I'm right. the poster kid, <laughs> shyest ginger kid, got into sales right. and I like low-key like I would never have seen myself as a, as a salesperson mm-hmm. and start doing good and then like totally out of there, broke out of my, like, uh, broke out of my shell mm-hmm. in terms of like speaking and confidence. Mm-hmm. And then that was probably factors of what led me into being so comfortable vlogging and now becoming a YouTuber, mm-hmm. you know, from door to door. So it helps people, you know, break into their true selves, right? Cause they can be in all of these mm-hmm. talking with strangers skill. situations where in, in, mm-hmm. in real life, it's so easy to just, oh, I'm going to avoid, I'm going to avoid, mm-hmm. but it like really just fucking cracks. Like, I think everyone, you know, 
I think vast majority of people are not mm. shy. They just maybe need to get cracked, cracked in that shell, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a little bit. Well, they, I think the number one thing for that type of person is big goals. Mm. That, when you have big goals, it's like blinders. Ooh, that was probably me as well, yeah. I was so mm-hmm. motivated to make money. Like, right. I got into it because a friend, um, uh, my friend Aaron Kraft, I was just with, with him a couple days ago back home. He's like, uh, yeah, man, I just, I just made a thousand bucks. I guess this paycheck for a thousand bucks. I got this new job, like from mm. Craigslist, and I was like, what is it? Get me on that thousand bucks in <laughs> just a week. Immediately. I was like, I don't care what it is. Like, let's, let's go. Can you give me an interview? Right, right. That was literally the situation. <laughs> and uh, oh. yeah, fucking next day, I come to the team meeting. Mm-hmm. I'm shadowing. Mm. Boom, rest is history. Exactly. It was all like I was just so motivated. By you money, big goals. By, by money, and like that's what everyone's fucking motivated by, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's what it is. And but that's also why people will, when they get, for example, if you have a goal and you hit that goal, then people will tend to take their foot off the gas, right? For example, like what 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 you'll see a lot with people who are um, maybe not completely tenured, but somewhere growing to like become a tenured like salesperson. Like there's a learning process, right? Where you, you keep going and you'll see a lot of people will, um, they just, they don't, I guess they're not willing to put in the work maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So you have to be willing to put in the work. You got to fail forward. What was the thing you just mentioned about that before that? I was motivated by money. Oh, right. The goals. So yeah, when, when you goal. have, when you have a big goal or you have a goal, then you hit that goal, then you tend to release the pressure, uh-huh. right? And then what happens, this is a, a, a repetitive cycle that a lot of people are in, and is that you, you, you hit your goal, uh, you put the pressure on, you work your ass off, you're really motivated, then you, hit, you get a result, mm-hmm. right? And then you're like, oh, I got, I, okay, I don't feel so burdened or pained anymore. Uh-huh. I can relax a little bit. Uh-huh. I have some breathing room, right? Yeah. Then you, you let go of that pressure, and then guess what? The results become less because you're putting in less action, yeah, right? right? So the but when you have a big goal and you write down that goal every day and you're focused Ooh. on that big goal, you ne- you don't fall into that pattern mm. because even if you get what you have, it's not that goal. Yeah. So you keep going, keep yeah. going, keep going, and you keep pushing, keep pushing. Did you guys write down your goals like I want to make like thousand bucks this week or something or like? We would have smart goals. It's an acronym for SMART goals. So it's one of the first things you would do with a new person, right? They're on the team. You go over, like, expectations. You go over a lot of new hire stuff. But then you also go over SMART goals, how to do SMART goals. So it's S-M-A-R-T. It stands for S is specific. So the goal should be specific. So it's not not, I want to earn a lot of money. How much money do you want to earn? I want to earn $1,000 a week. That's what's good for me. Okay, cool. That's your goal, $1,000 a week. Number two is uh, measurable. So M, it should be measurable. You have to be able to measure it. Are you getting closer or getting farther away from your goal, mm-hmm. right? A uh, is attainable. Mm-hmm. So is it something that can be attained, right? Mm-hmm. I want to fly tomorrow, you know, without wings on, not in an airplane. Yeah. Probably not going to happen. It's not an attainable yeah. goal, right? Like a million or I want dollars to, this year, yeah. Or I want a million dollars in, in a month or a yeah. week or something. You know, it's not attainable. But that, it also bleeds into R, which is realistic. Yeah. So is it a realistic goal, uh-huh. right? So is it realistic? Yeah. Uh, and then the last one, uh, what was the last T? one? T, timely. 
Timely. Timely. So do I have a time on that goal? Right. So it's, I want to earn, like a lot of people who are not good at goal setting will something, oh, I want to earn a lot of money. That's their goal. Okay, well, that's a terrible goal, right? Yeah. Okay. I know I want to earn $1,000 per week by October, the second week in October. And yeah. the way that I'm going to do that is by X, Y, Z, one, okay. two, three. And that's how you set a goal. Were those, were all of your guys' goals basically that, like money amounts? No, no. Some guys, some guys, see, myself, I guess it varies. Some guys wanted money. Some guys, like myself, just wanted to learn a skill. Hmm. I wanted to become good at sales. Because I knew that if I have, I, I've always had the vision since I was really young to be a billionaire, be very successful financially, Whoa, nice. have really, it just, I don't know why. Some people, I just have this in me my whole life. I've always been working towards this goal, right? So, um, so I, I, I set those goals for myself and I, I guess I just always push forward. Yeah. Let's make a remote sales yeah. course, make a billion. Oh yeah. You can do it. A biggest one in the world. A billy. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a good answer to your question. I guess the, the biggest thing for those people is uh, just set the goal. Just set the yeah. goal. It doesn't have to be a financial goal. It can be a personal goal. Like you want to learn a skill or you want, um, I mean, some people. I want to quit my job is one for a lot of nomads in the, in the discord. We started to do a, mm -hmm. just weekly um, mm -hmm. we're it a, accountability calls yeah. mm -hmm. where everyone just comes in and says their goal for the week mm -hmm. uh, and for the quarter and for the year. Mm -hmm. And so that was exactly what I needed to know. Right. And then knowing the how those goals add up. Yeah. So if you have a weekly goal, does it lead into your quarterly goal? Does it lead uh, into your annual yeah. goal? Does it lead into your overall yeah. goal? Right. And then, and then for example, if my goal is to do a thousand sales a, a month, then how many people do I need to talk to to hit that thousand goals per thousand sales per month? Yeah, break it down into pieces. Right. And because so, a lot of people will say, "Oh, I want to do this," but when you do the math, it's not a realistic goal. Yeah, it's not possible. Like oh, you have, that means you have to talk to ten thousand people a week for that to work. Like that, that goal isn't real. Right. Right. So I've, I've seen some people break it down into your daily checklist, your daily sure. goal, because sure. it all comes down to your daily what you're doing every day, right? So. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that, that's a good thing. So if you say, okay, I want to make uh, $1,000 a week, then, okay, what's your goal today? It yes. is to hit 100 doors or something. Sure, exactly. Yeah. Or, or even like I want to sign up two customers today. Yeah. Or, 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 or even better, I want to get really good at presentation today. Mm. I want to, I want to, like, we always have my team goals. I mean, we would even go as far as every Sunday, I would have a 20-minute call with everyone on my team, one-on-one. -on -one. What are your goals for the week? We do a Sunday Beast. evening call, Beast. right? So we meet up. Hey, uh, John, it's you know, let's say it's six p.m., seven p.m. on Sunday. I have like two hours. I talk to my whole team. I say, hey, what are your goals this week? What are you working on? Uh, oh, I'm working on a Jones effect. I really think that I didn't use it last week. I want to get better at Jones effect. Oh, uh, last week I lost a few sales because I wasn't indifferent. You know, I want to get better at indifference. Mm -hmm. All right, bet. Perfect. I'm gonna work with you this week on indifference. Okay. So we're gonna have a meeting. If this is my new guy, I'm gonna have a meeting with you before work starts. So we're gonna meet at seven, work starts at eight. I'm gonna meet you at 7.30 at the deli across from the office. Wait, in the morning? In the morning. Jesus, how? Right. No way. Uh, every For day, door -door -door? every day. And then every, how late would you go to? My days, I woke up at 5.30. I went to the gym from 5.30 to 6.30. I get, I take a shower, I'm ready by seven. I meet my team at seven. We have breakfast from seven to 7.30. And then 
And then I have like maybe an hour. I have like, you know, I have a, a 20 minute one-on-one -on -one with this guy, a 20 minute one-on-one -on -one with this guy. I'm already having five meetings before we even start the day. Damn. Right? Huh? <laughs> we're doing, and that's the deli across the street. And then we all get in our cars and drive to the office. And that's we actually start our official day. And then after work, we go for happy hour. Mm -hmm. So we finish, we wrap up from the field at 536. We finish around 6. And then we go to happy hour till like 730. Mm. Right? So I'm working. I mean, I get home. I'm in bed by 10. Damn. I yeah. mean, I couldn't. I was 20-something when I was doing that job. I was like in my 20s, high energy, right? You're a young guy. You got lots of energy. Yeah. I'm hitting the, my head. It's the pillow. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Out. Yeah, just, I mean, yeah. I was sleeping on this. I didn't have a car at the time. I was taking the subway. You know, I was waking up at 4.30 the first year because I didn't have a car. So I'd take were, a train. And you were just like carpooling with the other guy, drop you off, and you walk around? I would take a, I was in an apartment complex living with my girlfriend at the time. I would take the shuttle bus from the apartment complex to the subway, the subway to a transfer, to another transfer, to a bus to my office. Yeah. Every morning. Yo, motherfuckers, <laughs> yo, you remote sales guys, just wake up, fucking roll out of bed, don't even have to put pants on, flip up the fucking laptop, it's you're crazy. in your room. It's so easy. Hey, Sally, how you doing? Oh. Boom, and then you're making your commission right there. We got it. Oh, man. It's so, so, so easy. Yeah. And it's so, wow. Yeah, you guys really had the system down. You, you were doing all day. Like, I started, like, afternoon going out at, like, mm. 2, 3. Mm -hmm. But, damn, bro. Door-to-door door hustle. Door-to-door fam. Door-to-door squad. And so, could, yeah. hey, if, if you watch to the end of this thing, then... Definitely I'll share with your fellow door-to-door -door guys. Yeah, go out there and implement these things and then leave feedback on how it helped you or how it didn't help you and, what, and then we can give you coaching or maybe leave a comment on what you could have done better. Dude, yeah, let's do some coaching. Let's bring, 100%. This, let's bring this to the remote sales world, baby. Mm -hmm. People really, I mean, the thing is that once you do it once and you succeed, it becomes like a drug. Right, because yeah. you're like, once you close your first deal and that person signs, yeah. and you're like, what? I yeah. just did that, I couldn't do something, and now I can do it, yeah. and people respond to it. It's like, yo, yeah. keep make, it coming. Make, making money is a, you know, it's a dopamine hit, it's a drug, whatever you want to call it, just like everything else. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I, I remember, like, I mean, as I said, money was the big motivator. And I look mm. back and I think, how was I, like, doing that? And it's just, like, when I go up to that door, like, I, I do see dollar sign. Mm -hmm. Like, I see, mm -hmm. okay, that's, a, that's, okay, they need a phone and the internet. Okay, that's $120. And mm. it's, it's in the back of my mind. I don't have, you know, yeah. it's not on my face or my actions in terms of, like, uh, commissions in my eyes. But... In the back, you're, we're, we're motivated by the fucking green paper, baby. Mm -hmm. We're motivated by that. And so... 100%. You understand the opportunity. You have your goals. And then also, it's, it's when, you're, when, you're, when, you're in the, when you're talking to the customer or when you're in the, in the sales situation, you're closing a deal, and then you get the close, the rush that comes from that is just oh, wild. Yeah. It's yeah. wild. It's like, it feels like you became like a wizard. Uh, or something you know what i mean like like you can do some magic that other people can't do yeah. right it feels that way you yeah have, yeah dude even even doing it remote so I, i've been you know taking on prospect client calls inbound calls for my amazon ads agency for the past five years didn't realize i was doing like remote closing but mm. it was and i was just closing 
uh, or a customer was signing up, closing her, sign, signing her up, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, the other day on my, on my parents' couch, Actually, we had two. Actually, one of them, my dad listened to the whole call because he, oh, right. he was like, yeah, you got some new business? And he was like, hey. He was like, good. But, um, yeah, it's, it was a reminder is when the, when the client, when you're moving forward, mm. it's like you do get like a high. From yeah, it. you feel good. You get, a, you get like sure. a high and you get like kind of a rush. And like even today, I still get like kind of nervous when they say like, all right, what's the next step? And I'm like, yeah, oh, it's like, what's the next step? It's like, all right, so we're uh, onboarding. So yeah, do you have Slack and you're moving forward with it? You, like even still today, you get that little bit of nerves mm-hmm. and like, so all right, they're signing up. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, all right, what's your email? <laughs> like what's your Slack? I, I've made, I've made like, a, I've woken up to the high ticket store and I've, you know, I've gotten like 50K days, you know, 60K days before, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe like 60K in revenue or 20K. But I'm not talking to those customers, right? They're just on the site. It's just yeah. traffic and then yeah, they amazing. shop, right? So it's like, it's a great feeling. Like, whoa, I got to, I wake up and I see, oh, I got yeah. these sales. But it's, there's something different to like talking to somebody one on one and then closing a deal. If you, you feel like, it's hard to describe. Yeah. It's something that everyone should do. And and also anyone can do. If you could walk and you could talk, and that's what we would say. If you could walk and you could and you could talk, you could do this job. Yeah. Right? Anyone can do it. It's not uh, crazy, it's not difficult. And I guess the last thing that I wanna I wanna say is a, a point on there might be some people out there who have teams. Right, mm-hmm. who, who work with or have partners or, or who have some, maybe it's a sales team, maybe it's a customer service team, just somebody who has a team. I just want to, this is something that, uh, very important that I learned with, when you have a team, is there's three things that every partner or employee needs in order to stay with you, right, for stickiness. Number mm-hmm. one is that, per, this is kind of off topic, but that person has to make money. Yeah. Right? Number one, they have to be earning money. They have a paycheck, they have to get that paycheck. If they're working on commission, they have to be good enough in order to close deals, right? Number two is they need to be learning, learning something new. So you have to constantly teach your guys and teach your girls new stuff Ah. to share, they have to be learning. People don't just want money, they also want to better their skills. And they want to learn, they want to keep growing. Nobody wants to be stagnant. Right. The last thing that every person needs is they need to have a relationship. Yeah. So you have to have a relationship with that person. So if you have to know them, be connected with them, you know, you don't have to be like their best friend, but you have to have a relationship with them that is growing and continuing. So if you have someone on your staff, a partner or a team or anything, and all these three things are being hit, that person will never leave. Very powerful. Dude, I'm going to implement that. I got my Amazon ads. Right team mm-hmm. not just the american team but i got the philippines team mm-hmm. and then you know soon we're gonna have you know the sales group students and our remote sales training extraordinaire number one university in the world for most sales. <laughs> what's the name of it what's the name i don't know yet um, but uh uh-huh. yeah this was this was this was dope. Um, I always I love talking to the door to door, like uh, fellow door to door hustlers, mm-hmm. and I'm messaging with tons of them ever mm-hmm. since I started doing the doing that. And I was like, I've been starting to realize, like, oh shit, this is my crowd because I used to be one of y'all. Mm-hmm. This is like the niche, as I was telling mm-hmm. you, to pivot into, mm-hmm. like door to door guys, yep. and or you know, 
inside sales reps that are corporate. Because mm-hmm. I also did inside for Comcast, right. inside sales for half the day, and then mm-hmm. went outside. Oh, interesting. In the last two years, I went for corporate Comcast. What was better, outside or inside? You mean make more money? Well, well it was. Which, I guess it was eighty percent. It was eighty percent outside. The inside was only mm. the follow up. So oh, you would call that, everyone who wanted a wow, follow up call. Right. Okay. Interesting. And or call the the leads on your list that didn't answer the door or whatever. Right. So you right, could do right. that. Oh, so you get the lead list. Yeah. Oh, right. The, we, we got the lead list in my second year of doing it. Yeah. yeah. Before that, we would just do it. We had no. We had no nothing. No information. Nothing about so the address. All cold. Completely yeah. cold. Yeah. 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 So you don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, this is like kind of a full circle. Okay, I have this mm-hmm. all this door to door, and then because of Marcus, now like I shared his thing, mm-hmm. and then my my mission is all about just helping dudes be digital nomads mm-hmm. you know, who want to be digital nomads, it. helping motherfuckers who want to come live and work mm-hmm. work remotely in Thailand or Southeast mm-hmm. Asia, Bali, mm-hmm. you know, because that's that was my whole thing. How the fuck do I do that? And um, well, this is a great avenue. I mean, people, people like will, uh, if people succeed, they'll want more, right? Just like in sales, right? If, for example, like if someone takes this knowledge, they take this training, they go out there and they get a result. And if we have like a proven method, a proven system that they're able to do, like for example, anyone can learn sales, right? For example, so they could watch this video, they could learn how to do sales, they can get the fours, fives, and eights, they could have the system, but then it's like having a hammer, but no nail. Yeah. Right. Like you have a hammer. All right, what am I gonna do with this hammer? Yeah. Right. I gotta have a nail. I gotta know. Oh, I hit the nail on the head. And I, yeah. I put it in the wood. So you gotta have something for them to do. Yeah. Right. So if we have like, you know, maybe I could have them train and sell in my course or something. Yeah. Exactly. Or whatever it's it might the, be. It's the offers. And so that's actually what I mm-hmm. wanna, you know, because now it comes down to, obviously, have, you, you gotta get your client. Is your remote mm-hmm. sales freelancer come mm-hmm. out, come to get your your first client? One of my students, Tom, he just got a. Uh, a client or, or a job closing gig on mm-hmm. Upwork. So I'm talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's so way easier than ever to, to, to get clients. We have Instagram outreach, mm-hmm. we have LinkedIn, we have cold mm-hmm. email. And so that's yeah. the whole other side of remote closing is getting mm-hmm. your client sure. to, to close for, right? Contacting the business, mm-hmm. hey, can I be on your sales leads, team? Right? Yeah, getting yeah. your leads. Sure. You know, that's lead gen. Mm-hmm. Which is the whole another subject. We don't have time to get into that today. Yeah, you, we you have, got your flight in two hours. I know. Is it no, no, the flight, no, no, flight's at 11. Oh, 11. 11. Oh, okay. So I have, I, have to, I have to, like, you know, leave my house by 8 to be at the okay. airport. Yeah. Got it. I got time. I got 6, time. 10. Um, is 6, 10 now? Yeah. Oh, I got to leave in, like, 20 minutes or so. 30 right, minutes, cool. maybe. And then, so while we, while we got you. Um, what else you got? Well, we haven't even talked about the miles thing. Oh, we so, can talk about that. How do you stay? F- how do you stay in free hotels and fly? How do you? How do you stay slash fly free and have a million points or whatever? Oh, <laughs> very technical jargon there. Yeah, a million points or whatever, right? I noticed it in the text. <laughs> yeah, I think that the thing with points is the you got to be doing something online first. So you have the. The lots of business spend. Right. Can you use the Amex Gold or the Chasing Prefer to get four X points. Um, I mean, on ad spend, if you're if you're considering just ad spend, those cards would be appropriate. But you oh, have right. other expenses too, you're doing like your, cost of goods. You're buying the cost of goods. Right. You have cost of goods. You have um, any other business expenses. I mean, you have software, lots of business, contractors, lots of business spend. Yeah. So you spend all this stuff, and then you could add up the points. But if not only that, it's also sign up bonuses. 
Right. right. So you get the new cars, you get the sign-up bonuses. And I mean, one example of a technique I did recently was I got the chase card. So I got like, you know, I didn't have any chase cards. Now I have like five chase cards, right? And then I used those points to redeem at Hyatt. And I stayed in Bali for two months in the Grand Hyatt. And then, but actually, actually this was in, in Virginia, but the same process applies, is that I would get my referral bonus points, use those for hotel stays, and then get status with the hotel. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting Globalist with Hyatt, which is like their highest level status for free, just on off of sign-up bonuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. So then now when I go to a Hyatt hotel, you have like you know uh, free breakfast, you got free dinner, you got 4 p.m. Oh, okay. checkout, so you get all the perks by you status. got suite upgrades. I mean, it's like super value. Nice. So you can do the same thing with airplanes. Mm-hmm. Airplane status for first class upgrades and stuff like that. So the main thing is the really is to get your business credit profile organized. You know, making sure that like your your name is correct, your address is correct, your business address is correct, like making sure all like you're listed in 411.com, like you're listed online so when the credit card underwriters go to find you, then you're an instant approval. You're talking about if you want to get a business card. Well, that's how you get points, right? You get the card and you use the card well, to get points. Well, I mean, so for most people, Mm-mm. they don't have a huge business expenses. Mm-hmm. So, for example, for me, I mean, what the, the credit card hacking in, in general, Mm-mm. to me, just refers to the sign-up bonuses. So, mm-hmm. if you don't know, if you're American, oh, uh, get you on sign it. up for a new card, and there's you can have unlimited credit cards. And then, like, not, people don't realize this. I didn't know this. You sign up for a Chase card. Yeah. You get approved. You get eighty thousand sign-up bonus miles. You meet the minimum spend either through your regular daily life spend, or there are some like, or even work, or some workarounds. Prepaying taxes. You can prepay stuff. You yeah, can, there's some workarounds like yeah. prepay. You just Google workarounds to meet mm-hmm. hit the minimum spend, and then you get the sign-up bonus points. And then three months later, you sign up for another card, and you can do that multiple times a year, and then rack up points as if you follow me. I've only flown business class. I just got off a business class flight a couple of days ago. 88,000 points, Air Canada, mm-hmm. from Seattle to Bangkok and check, business uh, class. Check points.me. Use points.me. I just did a video about that as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. That's, That's a great site. reference. That's a great resource. I mean, yeah. you can, it gives you all the redemptions. I'm using for this, for this, uh, okay. So here's an interesting one. This will, this, do you know about the ANA round the world trip ticket? You were telling me on the phone. Right. So we're, so I was originally in, in Hawaii. So mm-hmm. I, I spent like two, three months in Maui. I was just in Maui for like two months. And then I spent a month. I, I, I want, I'm buying real estate in Hawaii. Nice. Right. So I'm looking, I went to all the islands. Nice. I went to uh, Honolulu. I went to uh, Maui. I went to Kona. I, I didn't go to the um, Kauai on the on far left. I didn't go to that one yet. Mm-hmm. I, that, Maui was so nice. I was like, I'm just staying here. Nice. I left right before the fires. Yeah. I was, I was at the place where the fires were on the 4th of July. You're in Lahaina, wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lahaina, right. Okay, so uh, maybe it's not evergreen, but it's important. It's like really topical, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was, anyway, the point was, I was uh, ANA, the Japanese uh, airplane yeah, company. Yeah, I actually took ANA here. Okay, right, right. <laughs> so they have a round-the-world trip ticket. And this round-the-world trip ticket allows you to visit uh, three, no, four continents, three continents. You, go, you, can, you can go around the world, mm-hmm. right? You have to hit at least, I think, three continents and, co- and go over across four oceans. Mm-hmm. There are certain rules, mm-hmm. right? So, but either way, I got, uh, if you wanted, so I got a flight from Honolulu to uh, Bangkok. 
Bangkok to Korea, Korea to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Miami, or Newark, right? So this okay. so it's like it's like five or six flights, right? If I were to fly, uh, I had to go coach because business wasn't available. Mm. But only one flight didn't have, or only the only the America flight had business. Mm-hmm. So I had uh, either way. Guess how much? What, what do you think is reasonable for points? For points, yeah. I mean. If you heard that, normally U.S. to Asia business is hundred thousand. Okay. So I would think that would be like, you know, four hundred thousand. You would think. Okay. Yeah. So this ticket, if you did biz, if you did business the whole way it, for two people, it would be a hundred and forty thousand points. Whoa. Amex point, hundred fifty thousand Amex points. For coach, I think it's like ninety something points. <laughs> and how do you get this? It's uh, I'll send you a link. It's okay. on Frequent Miler, a Frequent Miler website. It's, it's uh, ANA. RTW ticket, round the world ticket. It's just a promotion they have. Uh, it's it's something. It's one of their main offers they've had for years. I mean, it, it, I think it ends up being I got like a five cent per point redemption uh-huh. on Amex points. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And Life Miles is, a, is another great one. I'm sure you know about Life Miles. Life Miles. Yeah, Avianca Life Miles. Oh, that's What's another that? one, man. How do you that's, get those? That's um, Avianca is a uh, uh, Barcelona. No, 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 Colombia. It's a airplane company from Colombia, I think. Okay. And they have Life Miles, and they just—they're in um, oof, what is the name? Sky Team. Yeah. They're in the same the same uh, alliance as American, whatever okay. that Sky Team, I think. So they're in that they're in that in that uh, compa- in that partnership, and so you can book those tickets with Life Miles, and the redemptions are super cheap with Life Miles. Oh. I mean, like a one-way ticket. I think in the U.S. is something like seven thousand five hundred life miles. So oh. it's it's very cheap. It's a great redemption. I mean, nice. I got I used it for Japan to Bangkok before, and I got a twelve cents per point redemption. Nice. That's <laughs> incredible. Twelve cents per point. Mx yeah. Mx points are normally two cents per point. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So, long story short, as uh, if you're American then you should be flying free and uh yeah more information below yeah 100 percent. It. It, it's it's a game it's it i guess we can wrap it all up and bring it full circle yeah is it ties back into financial literacy yeah right it's a language like this education this knowledge is a language that certain people speak that other people don't speak just like someone could speak spanish and you don't speak spanish right but somebody knows spanish so yeah. there are people who know financial literacy and other people who don't. Yeah. Things like reward points, credit cards, like yeah. how to take advantage of these things, how to use leverage, how to build your, credit, uh, your business credit report, how to get trade lines. All these things like, are not taught in school. And mm-hmm. you wouldn't learn it unless someone you know, like, uh, showed you, like introduced yeah. you to it, right? Mm-hmm. So get literate. <laughs> Get literate. Get literate. It's <laughs> completely legal to do, guys, this credit card thing, <clears throat> by the way. Mm. And then, thank God for YouTube. We can learn anything. You know, the I like the day. points guy. People kind of diss on them because he's too mainstream. But the, I, when I first discovered the credit card game, I spent a month on that website. I read every article. Yeah. I mean, I just, re- I just read everything. I just yeah. absorbed all the content. I, I did, too. I, I started with somebody... Um, Anyway, back in the day. Mm. And then, actually, I met Trevor Wright at oh, the yeah. same Dropship Lifestyle conference. Mm. And I think Trevor Fenner was there, too. Mm. And so I did Trevor's mile method. He's OG. Yeah, so he's the OG. Mm. And uh, I signed up for his... Uh, he's in Tyler, the baseball? Whatever. He's here, no? 
Is he in Costa Muena? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's going to be here, hopefully, um, when he comes to. We <laughs> spent a lot of time in Bali together. He's uh, like, oh, yeah. it, was like, it was like the four amigos. It was like me, Zach, Trevor, and Trevor. Nice. And I would sneak them in that, into, the, into the dinner. Because uh, for Globalist, like, it's free dinner. Oh, you mean at the Hyatt? At the Hyatt. So nice. they, would, they would come to the Grand Hyatt, and they would give them my room number, and they would sneak in, we had dinner. Nice. <laughs> we had, like, a mastermind every night for, like, weeks, like, three, four weeks. Nice, nice. <laughs> nomad, nomad love. I think the camera died and the mic died, but we still got the phones going. It's good. Then you have more than enough. We have more than enough. Oh, love it, bro. Thanks for the sales training. I'm fired up. Is it happening? That's you, man. Woo! Woo!